Chapter 28 Rose kicked Carper in the stomach. Carper crumpled to the ground. His chest heaved in and out in big breaths. What a way for the Losaris to find their king. Maybe it would soften the news to see him curled up and surrendered. But how would Carper be king of the Losaris and the other world if he couldn't get there? Rose looked in the distance toward Moon City. The Losaris marched around the city. I strained to hear the pattern of their feet. Thump. Thump. Thump, thump. Scattered. Not uniform. We need to move, Rose said. Quickly. Where would you like me to grow a door for you? Sam asked. I can grow one anywhere. How could he be so sure? Doesn't matter where, Rose said. Just do it before the Losaris come back. The thing is, Sam scratched his forehead. I need the other two chosen in order for it to work. That couldn't be right. While I played guitar in my closet, Sam grew all kinds of entrances and exits to universes. But did I play guitar at the same time he grew things, even without the necklace? And did Mom practice her jumps and kicks with her stick at the same time? No surprises, Rose said. You already ran away from me once. This must have been the uncle who Sam talked about before, the one Sam ran away from when threatened. You have my word, Sam said. Mom's eyes darted in my direction. She gave a slight nod. If Mom could trust Sam, so would I. I need to grab a guitar for Pero, Sam said. Bahar will need your permission to use her staff. Sam raised his hands up to emphasize caution. She won't hurt you, I promise. I believe you, Rose said. I've known Bahar for a long time. Get on with it, then. Mom picked up her stick and balanced it on her hands. Closing her eyes, she let out a deep breath. Sam ran to a fire pit. The last of the ashes trailed a thin line of smoke into the air. He grabbed a guitar propped on a log. Sam ran to me and handed it over. The guitar weighed more than what I was used to holding. It was made of rough, dark wood, rustic, beautiful for its simplicity. I plucked a string. It had recently been tuned. The sound made a throaty growl. Where'd you get this? I whispered. Sam dropped his eyes. I made it. My mouth flew open. It's gorgeous. Do you play? I wrapped the leather strap over my shoulder and held the guitar's body against me, readying my fingers on the bar. I made it for Henry. Sam's face turned light pink. I felt my cheeks do the same. Sam and Henry were good friends for a while, and I'd ruined their friendship. I didn't know Henry played. If we still had a chance together, maybe we could go on a real date to ask each other twenty questions. But after I left, we'd have to resort to extra-long-distance phone calls. Would I have a phone wherever Rose took me? My lungs constricted. Would I have anything at all? What should I play? I asked. Sam cleared his throat. Focus on Elohim. Sing to him. You'll know what to play. I'd written a few songs, but never in front of an audience or spontaneously. Sam leaned closer so that only I could hear. It's not the necklace that brings you power. My eyes widened. Elohim was the power. It must have been more than three who were chosen to display his power. 
Weren't all of Elohim's people chosen? And Carper could see the visions because Elohim allowed him to. It had always been Elohim. I hovered my right hand over the sound hole, as if it could tell me what to play. My mind played out a melody. Da-da-da. The notes resembled Mom and Dad calling out my name, Jimmy begging for a longer life, Henry telling me he loved me. Da-da-da. Like a baby's first words, like learning a new language, Yeshua's language. Yeshua. His name was all I needed to sing. Yeshua, the beginning of strength, of hope, of the greatest rescue I'd ever known. He'd pulled me from hiding and into a light so marvelous that I could only taste it and savor its goodness. The sky darkened. Fire burst into flame on the fire pit. I puffed out a breath when my body recognized an enveloping presence. Elohim was here. Mom opened her eyes, her hands still balancing her stick, and smiled. I played full chords and focused on the melody of the guitar as I hummed and sang, Yeshua, Yeshua. Rose dropped his gun and covered his ears. You can't say that name. The darkness and fire evaporated, like someone slurped them up into the sky with a giant straw. Carper still laid curled up in a ball, covering his face with his hands as he wept. What have I done? What have I done? He repeated. Enough, Carper, Rose shouted. But the hold on his gun weakened as his hands shook like a billowing storm. It's the only way, Sam said. Fine, Rose put his hands over his ears again. What power, what intense, wonderful power that came from his name. Peru. And yet, he still called me. I let go of my guitar and let the strap carry it around my shoulders. With hands raised to the sky, I reached for Yeshua. I only wanted to say his name. All I knew was that I loved him. Yeshua, I sang. Yeshua, I love you. Learning a new language started out simple. Syllables joined with sounds, and I found my heart connecting the words. My soul longed to learn them before my mind did. The words stirred. What do I sing to you, Yeshua? You've told them who I am. Now watch what I'll do. The darkness settled. The fire lit up. Sparks flew into the sky like fireworks, his presence exploding. I played hard on my guitar, and Mom threw her stick into the air and caught it. With acute focus, she moved her legs and arms to the twirl of the stick in a kind of dance. A tear appeared on her cheek like dew on the morning's grass. She resembled the eagle, soaring, flapping, reaching, longing. The heartache stirred in her swing. The pound of her staff on the ground thudded in praise. She stomped it again, and the earth shook. I beat my guitar as a duet. The heavy sound of the guitar roared like thunder. The strike of Mom's staff bolted like lightning. Boom. 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 A perfect storm had awakened. The staff landed. A crack in the ground moved swiftly right underneath where Carper laid. 
He jolted and eyed the crack until it stopped where Sam waited on his knees. What happened? Rose asked. Sam's empty hands cupped on the ground. An offering. I need an offering. Give him your guitar. That's what Sam waited for. But why? I lifted the strap over my head and brought it to Sam. Sam touched the guitar. Perfect. He moved it aside and dug into the crack in the ground with his fingers. What are you doing? I asked. Planting a tree. He gripped the dirt with his fingers and it moved and sputtered at his touch. Why would Elohim accept carved wood to open a door? Why would he let the door open if the enemy would lead us through? Mom rushed over to where Sam knelt and dug. I knelt next to both of them. Let me help you. Our fingers worked, scooping, digging. The moist soil stuck to our fingers. Rose watched us work as if we sculpted something never previously seen. In a way, we did. Someone else's fingers entered our cluster. Carper wiped his eyes with his sleeve and snorted up snot. His bloody bandage matched the smear under his nose. Ma moved away from him a smidge. Carper looked at her with sorrow, like a murderer at his own trial, begging for a second chance. Would she answer? Or did it hurt too much? She met my gaze for a few seconds, then dropped her focus to the ground. A second later, she scooted back over to where she'd been and brushed arms with Carper. Carper, get out of there, Rose called. Carper stopped digging and stared at the hole. More tears dripped on the mud. Had he changed so much? Sam looked up. Let him help us. He'll make this go faster. No one spoke. Carper glanced at Sam, then put his fingers back to work. With our tears moistening the soil, we dug without a word. Our hands made a deep and long hole. Sam placed the guitar in the hole. I wanted to mourn. The ground would swallow a beautiful instrument and form a portal I didn't want to go through. We buried the guitar, clustered around the mound, and waited. What if it doesn't work? I whispered. Faith peril, Sam said. I thought of myself on the wall's edge, ready to leap onto the roof of the mansion. I'd stepped forward in the most obvious direction and believed an answer would come. Elohim stopped me before my fall. Was that faith? The mount shivered. The ground spit out dirt. Move, Rose shouted. We scattered back. A sprout shot out of the ground, white, then tan, then green, small, insignificant. It grew like a plant filmed in time-lapse. The leaves blossomed and multiplied like butterfly wings. Up, down, more leaves, up and up. Bark formed and grew strong. Branches traveled like tiny spider legs. When it had matured, the tree stopped its rapid growing. It was not a hollow tree like Mom had walked in on the day she found me. Light emanated from the tree in the shape of a door. Open it, Rose said. Sam paused, then pushed it open. Bright light poured on our faces. Carper backed up, then ran away toward Moon City. 
Rose charged toward Sam and pushed him through the door. I shielded my eyes. Sam disappeared. My turn. My gaze set once more toward Moon City. I'd never see it again. I never wanted to. But would I ever see the Losaris again? Come on, Peril. Mom pulled my hand. I yanked it away. I don't want to go. The battle hasn't ended. It will end, even if we don't see it. Henry hasn't come. We'll find him, Mom said. This is our way back home. The door doesn't open unless we're supposed to go through it. I shook my head. This can't be the way, Mom. I refuse to be locked up in another cage. I planted my feet. My eyes searched for Henry. In the distance, the Losaris marched back toward the camp. They'd be here soon, but not fast enough. He's dead, someone called from a distance. Who's dead? When I turned toward the tree, my eyes adjusted to the light. Only Rose remained. Now, Rose grabbed my arm and pulled. Elohim, this can't be the answer. Henry, where are you? I leaned my whole body back. My shoes skidded on the ground. I fell and grimaced at the pain in my tailbone. Rose grabbed my ear and tugged. My cry lessened as I saw him. So did my hold. Henry. He ran faster than the eagle flew. Row! I don't want to go. Rose pulled me closer to the door. Henry grabbed my arm, held on to me, and leaned back. They played a game of tug-of-war with me as the rope. We staggered from Rose's hold. My knees scraped along the ground. He stood on the threshold. I narrowed my eyes. So bright, his hand loosened its hold on my arm, and Henry and I fell. Rose grabbed hold of Henry's foot and dragged him toward the door. Before I could call out his name, it pulled Henry away from my hand, into the light, and through the door. Rose reached for me, but the light faded in a flash, and only a tree without a door remained. I touched the tree. The ones I loved, gone.